Oh, listen, dear one, I am thrilled to announce I have a brand new private coaching container opening up called Full Immersion Coaching. This is you and me working together privately as I become your mentor and soul guide for an entire year, providing you with the full support you need to grow a massively successful and prosperous heart-led business. To get all the details, DM me on Facebook or Instagram or send an email to allison at allisonscammell.com and say, tell me more about Full Immersion Coaching. I look forward to hearing from you. Hello there, this is Allison Scammell and we have such a fun, useful and results producing episode for you today. I chat with my amazing human design consultant, the delightful Ashley Wilhite, about how to leverage your human design type when marketing your business. This episode is packed with amazing insight on all the things to consider in your marketing approaches based on your specific type so you can stop exhausting yourself by working against how you're naturally meant to show up in the world. Ashley leaves us with a challenge that will have you leveraging your design type in all aspects of your life and business, so stick around until the end. Welcome to She Grows, a podcast for soul-guided women entrepreneurs ready to grow their income, impact, and inspiration. Each week, we're going to explore how to align to the soul of your business and grow it from there. I'm your host, Allison Scammell. Let's get growing. Hey there, She Grows Nation. That is the name of this sisterhood of soul-guided entrepreneurs. At She Grows Nation, your heart is CEO, and you're growing your wealth to serve more people using your unique genius, intuitive voice, and spirit guides. In today's episode, we explore human design and marketing with the talented Ashley Wilhite. Ashley has combined her human design expertise with her love of online business to give women the power to change their lives and businesses. She shares her work through one-on-one human design chart readings, online workshops, and daily free inspirational content on Instagram. She's a native of Austin, Texas, and when she's not reading human design charts, you can find her training for her next half marathon, binging on Schitt's Creek, and practicing yoga. Please enjoy. Oh my gosh, I am so excited and thrilled to welcome the amazing Ashley Wilhite to the show. Welcome, Ashley. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh my gosh. You know that I have I have a love affair right now with human design. <laughs> and I love that you this is what you do. So tell us, Ashley, about your journey to discovering human design. We're both splenic projectors, by the way. And yes. how that changed your life and business. Yeah, it's a funny story, actually. So I found human design back in December of 2018. And during that time, I was an entrepreneur. I kind of had my own business. I had a few clients I was working with, but I was struggling. I felt like I was doing all of the right things, but I wasn't feeling any momentum. I wasn't feeling fulfilled. And I was posting on my personal Instagram and just kind of talking about how frustrated I was feeling. And one of my friends sent me a message and she said, are you a projector like me? I see a lot of similarities. And 
I had no idea what that meant. So I Googled it, of course, and found the Jovian Archive website where you can get your human design chart. And I pulled up my chart. And of course, I was a projector. And so I messaged her and I was like, I am. I have no idea what this means. Um, And in that moment, like I was driving and I pulled over to the gas station and uh, downloaded some podcasts and just like fell down the human design rabbit hole of trying to like learn as much as I could because as soon as I learned what a projector was, it was like everything made sense and everything started shifting for me. Um, So after that, I really started incorporating human design into my business. I started reading some charts for family and friends and then turning that into a business. And over the past like year and a half, it's just snowballed and using my projector strategy in my business has like it's transformed it in a way I can't even describe. Like it feels so easy. It's so fun. I don't get burned out anymore. So I'm really um, like passionate about sharing this with other business owners because it can really change things in your business. Oh my gosh. I, I am so like, I don't feel called to go down the rabbit hole and learn the, the foreign language of it. But boy, does my story of how I stumbled upon it and then started working with it in my business like parallel yours in the sense that it was so um, transformative. And I just did a podcast episode with Michelle Wolf about human design and she takes us through the different types and she gives us a really good general overview of human design. And so this episode is really digging in that one step further to talk about how to leverage your design type when marketing your business. So Ashley, please take us through the five design types and how we can leverage our types to market our business. Yeah. So in Michelle's episode, she talks about the five types and each type really has their own aura, like the energy that they give off to the world. So depending on what your your energy type is and your aura, it's going to change how you're marketing. Because if you have For example, projectors have a very penetrating aura. And if we use that incorrectly, it could have uh, negative results for our business. So it's really, really important that you understand how how to leverage this. So the five types, we'll start with the manifestors. These people make up about 8% of the population and they have what we call a very uh, repelling aura. You know, they're the people here to initiate, to be the trailblazers, to start the movements. But the tricky thing about a manifester is that they don't always have consistent energy. They can be super, super creative and energized and very fast moving, but that energy is going to wane at some point. So it's really important for manifestors to listen to their body, to tune into those cues of when that energy is starting to slow down and give themselves time to rest. And to trust that this doesn't mean that your your business is waning, like that's not necessarily true. Your energy is going to come back at some point. Um, but you can start building in some systems and getting the support of generators and manifesting generators who I like to call the worker bees, start bringing them onto your team or hiring them as your VAs to actually get the work done. So when you're not in that highly energized state, you can actually rest and trust that your business is going to maintain that momentum. So creating a system or a schedule for any of your your social media posting or sharing your content or going to events is going to be really, really important for you. 
The other piece for a manifester is that um, you need to let your people know what's going on. So each human design type also has a strategy, which is kind of how you interact with people. And for a manifester, your strategy is to inform. So you are meant to kind of take charge and make your own decisions. But before you act on those decisions, you have to let the rest of us know what you're going to do. So this would be talking directly to your ideal client, informing them of like the outcomes of your product or service. How are you going to help them? So being very clear about where you're headed, what your business is doing, and how this is going to help your client will be a great strategy for you. Um, and your marketing too, and this kind of goes for every type, but asking yes or no questions, and then also asking feeling questions. And this kind of goes deeper into human design, but certain people have a strategy of responding to yes or no questions or to writing out their emotions. So if you're asking yes and no questions, or if you're asking questions about emotions, it's really going to draw those people in who have those specific aspects of your their chart. Does that make so sense? Do, yeah, it does. Can you give us an, ex, an example of how this would look like when someone's marketing? So if a manifestor is marketing, mm-hmm. how would this look for them? Yeah. So it could be a question of like, are you tired of feeling this way? That's a yes or no question, right? Yeah. Or um, an emotional type question would be like... Um, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, Do you get pissed off when your peers seem to be earning more money than you? Yeah. I mean, that's a yes or no question with the the emotions tied in. Okay. Um, Okay. Got it. Got it. (laughs) Yeah. But tapping into feelings and asking yes or no questions are both like very, very key ways that can draw your your ideal client in for you. What does it feel like when you see your um, an ideal client hiring someone else and not you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. There we go. <laughs> there we go. What does it feel like? Yeah. Or what comes up for you when blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know? exactly. What comes up for you? That's a good way to phrase it. Yes. Um, and manifestors also, I, I want to tell you, like, you just have to do it, right? You're going to have so many ideas because you are super creative and you might feel unsure or stuck and not sure what the next best step is or the correct way forward. So for you, you just have to do it. So let the rest of us know, inform us, take a few baby steps, and you're going to know very quickly if it's the right move for you or not. So if it feels good, keep going. And if not, just move on to the next thing. Like, trust yourself. Like there's no shame involved here. Like you're allowed to move on if something doesn't feel right anymore. Nice. I love it. Yes. I do have a question about the, the aura and I, mm-hmm. I don't want to jump ahead to projectors, but of course let's just, no. Um, let me just ask you a quick question about the penetrating aura. What kind of aura does manifestors have? Repelling. Repelling. Can you say a little mm-hmm. bit more about that? That doesn't sound good. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> well, and so manifestors tend to feel like either people love them or hate them. Like they have a very, very strong aura, right? But because that they're meant to be the movement starters. They're meant to be the trailblazers. They're meant to kind of have this energy that pushes outward, that pushes forward. Um, so, so that actually um, teased me up well for the question I was going to ask. Um, working with our auras, and, and you mentioned like the projectors have this penetrating aura, that really ties into that whole like showing up as your most authentic self, being a little polarizing, 
authentically polarizing. And that's going to naturally um, just attract in your ideal people and repel away the people who aren't meant to be in your sphere. So that kind of really speaks to that, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. A lot of manifestors can fall into the trap of people pleasing because they know that they have this repelling aura. So they like shrink themselves down or they act a certain way just to try to get people to like them. And they tend to play small. So for a manifestor, it's really about being your authentic self, like you said, and you know, accepting that is going to repel some people away, but the right people are going to be drawn to you. Yes, right. And then the projectors need permission and they, they don't have it. Sometimes they like scream and shout and say things that are like kind of provocative just to be like, hey, hear me, hear me, right? Yeah. So we can go ahead and move on to projectors if you would like. No, no, no. Let's not jump the queue. Who, okay. Because it doesn't it normally go in an order or not necessarily? Not necessarily. I mean, there. I guess it kind of builds on each other, but you can go in any order you would like. No, let's let's build on each other, and I'll stop. Okay, bringing it back um, to projectors. If anyone is curious, uh, Marie Forleo is a very successful manifester in the online business world. So oh, she's, she's a that manifester. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Well, in the and in the Marie Forleo example, you can kind of see how she she puts out big ideas and then kind of you can see how then she lets kind of other people come in behind with them. Definitely. Cool. Okay. Let's build on each other. So what, what would be the most the the natural thing type to, to explore next? So next would be the group of generators and generators make up about 30% of the population. And generators are here to be the builders or the worker bees. So the the manifestors get it started and then the generators come in and actually like do the work and build the thing. Um, so generators are meant to find work that they actually love. And when they are tapped into that, they can work for, you know, 8, 10, 12, 14 hours a day. And if you are a generator, this probably makes sense to you. Everybody's chart that I read, they're like, yep, that's me. Yesterday, I had a 14-hour day and I felt totally good, Mm. Um, which as a projector, I don't understand at all, but generators get it. Nice. Um, So generators have this strategy to respond. So manifestors was to inform. Generators is to respond. So in your business, I say like, if you get an idea for a new program or something you want to create, Put your ideas on the back burner for a second, you know, like write it in a notebook, uh, type it in your phone, like don't forget about it, but don't take action immediately. That would be a manifestor thing to do. So generators tuck it away and they wait for some sort of external stimuli, wait for something in your life to present itself to you. So whether that's a conversation with your partner or a client asks a question or you hear a song or you see something on Facebook, um, but something outside of yourself is going to present itself. And that is what you respond to of whether or not you take action on your idea. Mm -hmm. So how Mm -hmm. does that look in a marketing approach? So it would be um, if you're wanting to grow your audience, for example, you are, you're going to hang out where your client is. So a Facebook group, for example, and you can respond to the questions that are presented or the prompts. Or if you see someone's having this conversation, you can go in and engage in that conversation. But you're not necessarily going to be the one posting and initiating things. That's more of a manifestor role. So you're just responding to what life presents to you. 
in a yes or no fashion. So generators have a very strong gut response of a, uh-huh, this feels really good or an, uh-huh, this does not feel good. So you're, you're trusting that gut response and responding to everything that is presented to you. So what if you're, what about a launch strategy for a generator? Mm-hmm. That's probably a big question, but let's say they want to just launch a new, a new program that they've never launched before. If they've gone through this response and something outside of them has given them this, uh, the gut response of yes, then they're ready to move forward. For generators, I say focus on maximum three marketing channels, but trying to keep it as focused as possible because generators do have the energy to do the work, but it's very focused. So maximum three channels. So like Facebook, email list, podcast, um, Instagram, Pinterest, whatever your channels are. But keeping that energy focused is going to be key for you versus kind of scattergunning it to every single social media channel you can think of. Um, oh, that's so good. I love that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, so let's say they're launching, let's say they have a launch strategy on, um, let's say they've decided to focus on their mailing list. Mm-hmm. What should like a, a launch email, what would be a good like launch email? to their list? Yeah. Again, those yes and no questions, because then that's going to um, pull in the other generators, right? Who are responding with that Mm -hmm. uh uh-huh or uh -uh. Mm uh-uh. And again, the feeling questions like, how do you feel when XYZ happens? Those are going to be key. Perfect. Cool. This is fun. Awesome. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I am. (laughs) I love this stuff. Oh my gosh. Okay. So anything else on generator or moving on? We can move on. So the next group is called a manifesting generator, and they are a combination of manifestors and generators. So these people are the super sparkly, very magnetic, very high energy. Like you're just drawn to the, toward them. They have something special. You want to be around them. They're super fun. Um, I'm sure that you can recognize these people in the online world. They are about another third of the population. So again, with the manifestor or the manifesting generators and generators, those two groups make up about two thirds of the population. And both of these groups are very high energy. They can be, um, they can work the maximum hours of the day. So these are the people who are like hustle, like go do it no matter what, like just work another hour longer. Like that is correct for them as long as they're doing something that they love. So Manifesting generators, though, their energy is a little bit more um, scattered than a generator. So manifesting generators, I say, like, you are designed to multitask. You're designed to have your hands in lots of different pots. So uh, Tony Robbins is a manifesting generator. So you can see in his business, like, he does live events. He does speaking. He does philanthropy. He writes books. Like, he is very scattered and what he does, but it all makes sense within his business. Right. Yeah. Who's a famous generator? Um, Oprah is. <laughs> Ooh, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's definitely a worker bee kind of energy. I mean, she definitely strikes me as a person who could work 14 hours a day when she's inspired. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, cool. So the Tony Robbins um, kind of energy, which I totally get with that scattered energy that makes sense. Um, Okay. So take us through uh, a launch strategy for a manifesting generator. 
Yeah. So for you, it's kind of going to be a two-step process. If you get an idea for something, you can dip your toe in versus a generator is supposed to wait a little bit. So dip your toe in and you're going to test it out. And then you're going to tune in to that gut response of yes or no. And if it's a no, then you're allowed to to back away and change gears, Um, which again is how manifesting generators can be seen as a little bit like flighty or non-committal or like they just start and stop a lot of different things. It's because they're testing things out, right? They're dipping their toe in. And what does that look like in a marketing strategy to dip your toe? I mean, I could see it even as like you get an idea for this program, you want to run it. So you you get it started, you put it out there. And then the first time you run it, you're like, oh no, that is not for me. I am not going to do this again. Right. So you're allowed to just run it one time. So they're good with like pilot programs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, or even in like, if you decide like, well, everybody's on TikTok these days, I'm going to jump in and do TikTok too. And then you get on there and you're like, oh, no, this is not for me. Then quit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So giving yourself permission to uh, quit sounds negative, but try things out and trust that you're going to take away whatever you need from that person or that project or that relationship, giving yourself that permission to move on. Nice. So let's ask the um, the email to your mailing list question. I'm a mark, uh, manifesting generator and I want to send a marketing type email to my list. What's a good way it should look? So for all of the types, it's going to be those yes and no questions mm-hmm. because that's going to pull in the generators and manifesting generators who are supposed to tune into that gut response. So for all three, these, all three, these types, it's these yes or no questions and the feeling questions. Yes. Because that's going to pull in two thirds of the population. Got it. So wait though, let me just ask you that. So I'm a projector. Shouldn't I be doing that too? Because um, a lot of my audience is going to be these people. We can. We'll talk about projectors. Ours is slightly different, but yes, you can ask yes or no questions and feeling questions for sure. And then anything different for the manifesting generator? Um, You can initiate conversations and ask questions as a manifesting generator. You can Mm -hmm. have a little bit more of that like initiating energy about it. Versus a generator, I really recommend just responding to things that are presented to you. Got it. So cool. Okay. Now are we on to my favorite type? We are. (laughs) Yay. Um, Can you give the analogy of the birds? I like this one. We're the birds in the trees. Yes. So projectors (laughs) have a very different energy than the majority of the world. Projectors are about 20% of the population. I've heard that um, projectors are like 3%. That's not the case. Mm, No. I mean, there's, there's three types of projectors. Oh, so maybe like splenic projectors are 3% or something. Yeah. So there's there's energy projectors, there's mental projectors, and there's classic projectors, depending on kind of what your chart looks like. So, but the information we're talking about today applies to all projectors, no matter which type of projector you are. So projectors are here to be the guides. So if you think about it, the manifestors are the people who get things started. Then the generators and manifesting generators are the worker bees. They come in to actually do the work. And then their projectors are kind of overseeing everything and guiding people. And we're very good with systems. We help you get things done more efficiently. We keep you on track. So that's kind of the projector um, role. And as Allison said, I like to think of us as birds in the trees. So 
If you imagine the other types who have all of the energy, they are the animals down on the forest floor, like running and playing. They're like the bears, you know? Um, And projectors are birds in the trees watching everything. And sometimes we really want to go down there and like play with the bears. So we can try (laughs) and we can for a little bit, but it's not going to have the same impact. We don't have the same energy. We're not built the same. So no matter how much you try as a projector, you can't be a bear. You're never going to be a manifesting generator. (laughs) I want to be a bear some days. I know. And projectors tend to be very conditioned to be either manifestors or manifesting generators. Um, Just because that's how most of the world operates. Like, you know, it's the go get what you want, go chase it down, go hustle, make it happen. And for some people that's totally correct. But for a projector, it is not. So we have to be very, very careful about those messages and really tune into our own energy. Mm -hmm. Yes. So projectors have a repelling or not repelling aura, a penetrating aura. And that means that we can see very deeply into other people. Um, We're typically the people who hate small talk. We want to get down and deep with people. Um, And we just see... uh, how things work so much easier. Like we can, we know all your deepest, darkest secrets. We know how to help you. But because of that, we have to wait to be invited by people because otherwise, if we're just out there offering our opinion, offering our advice, trying to help people, it can come across as very like know-it-all or like, who do you think you are? I didn't ask for your opinion. Or people just don't hear us, right? It's like white noise. Exactly. So it's about recognizing your own gifts. Like, what are you here to do? What is your talent? What is your gift to people? And then you can share that. So the other analogy I love for projectors is that you're a lighthouse. Like, you can still be sharing your information. You can still be writing blog posts. You can still be going live on Facebook and talking about your work. Um, But you're not forcing it upon people. You're not chasing them down. You're not cold messaging people. You're waiting for them to recognize you and invite you into their life. So nothing makes a projector happier than someone reaching out and saying, I want to work with you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's so true. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love like, so um, talk about the energy of projectors. As far as uh, life force energy, projectors don't have consistent access to it as a generator or manifesting generator. So we have to practice a lot of self-care, taking care of yourself and your body, really tuning into that. Um, And knowing that projectors are only meant to work about four hours a day. But that doesn't mean you're working less because in those four hours, you're going to be able to channel or absorb the energy of others around you. Excuse me. And really amplify that energy. So you're getting the same amount of work done in a shorter amount of time. And then in the rest of your day, you're going to want to fill it with things that you love or resting or uh, really honing your craft versus exerting energy and quote unquote doing work. So batching your content as a projector is really important. And thinking of ways to repurpose your content. So you're not always having to be on and you're not always showing up, but your message is still getting out there to people. Yes. And I I just want to say one of the biggest shifts that I made in my marketing when I discovered that I was a projector was my launch strategies. Because 
before when I was just like efforting, efforting, efforting and just dying from over effort because I couldn't sustain those hours, um, my, I would just kill myself during launches, which is typically a time of more, you know, output as any for any business owner. And, um, it, it just got to the point where launches were killing me. And I was almost kind of afraid of launches because I was just overdoing it. Um, so I think launches for projectors is a particularly, um, important thing to notice to, to, to work within your energies and then have launch strategies that allow that opportunity for you to get invites, you know? Exactly. So in your marketing as a projector, it's going to be really important for you to speak to one person, speak to that one ideal client, right? Because we have this penetrating energy that goes deeply into people. So if you're speaking to that one person, they're going to feel that and they're going to feel drawn into you, right? So draw that one person in. And then once they're in, or if they've decided to work with you, then you can focus in on the next person, right? Versus just speaking to the masses. Yes. And if I can just offer an example of how this worked, I really, I connected with a person who I really wanted to work with. And I got called to share a story from my life that was pretty deep and raw for her and for her only. So I did it to my mailing list. And I got, uh, I got not tons of, I got a lot of like, oh my God, Allison, that was great. And I did get um, maybe a little bit higher number of unsubscribes to that email than normal. And I don't know why I normally don't do this, but I went into one of the unsubscribes because you can give a reason for why you're unsubscribing. Most people don't, but I just clicked on it. And the reason the woman unsubscribed was she was like, you send too many emails. They're too long. And frankly, I don't need to hear your life story in every email. And I was like, my life story in every email, like I, I don't ever, I usually don't. And I see, I saw that she was only on my mailing list for like three weeks. So it's like, I hadn't been sharing my life story. But so I think that was such an example of my penetrating energy as a projector. Like that woman that I meant it for, she replied to me and said, Oh my God, that touched me on such a level. You have no idea how much it meant to me. And then it repelled away this other person who was just like, I don't want to hear about this. Goodbye. <laughs> And I just thought it was like, cool, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, so a famous projector for those interested, uh, Barack Obama is a projector. So I like I like him as an example because it's showing you that projectors can be highly successful. You can be in the spotlight. You can have a very like high-powered career, even with your your different energy <laughs> than most of the population. Well, how does the president of the United States, though, sustain? Because that's kind of like a 14 hour day kind of job. Like, how, I wonder how he did that. Yeah. I mean, I'm like dying. <laughs> we don't know, obviously. And there could have been times where he was out of alignment, of course. Sure, um, sure. But I'm assuming that he has a very strong team underneath him. He probably yeah. had very strict boundaries as far as self care. Well, I love that you said strong team because that is such an important point for all of these strategies, all of these design types, it just sh go show goes so goes to show that we're just not meant to do this alone. And for every design type, you need somebody to complete you <laughs> to be that thing that finishes the job or launches it or carries it through or whatever it is. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, projectors, so each type has like a, a signature, they call it. So it's like the sign that you are completely in alignment. And the signature for projectors is success. So 
we are meant to be successful. And that's going to happen when you are aware of your own gifts and you honor your own gifts and you wait for people to invite you in and recognize you. Um, so I think Barack Obama is like a, a great example of that. You know, he did have that success because he was um, honored, honoring his gifts and allowing the rest of us to recognize that and elect him as president. <laughs> nice. Yes. And and he had such a, I think, such a fast rise too. you know. Um, so tell us what the signatures are for the other three. Yeah. So for a manifester. Um, are for manifesting generators and generators, your signature is satisfaction. So I always say it's like when you crawl into bed at night and you just lay down and you're like, yes, today was such a good day. Like I feel so fulfilled. Like I used up all my energy. I made a positive impact that that satisfaction is going to be uh, really, really your key that you're on the right track versus feeling frustrated is your key that you're you're not tuning into that gut response of yes or no. And you're either saying yes when you don't want to um, and you're people pleasing or you're doing work that you don't actually love and you're just kind of forcing it. Mm-hmm. Um, for the manifestors, when you are out of alignment, you are going to be feeling very angry. And this comes from not informing other people and just kind of taking action anyway. Or again, it's that people pleasing of like, you know, you have this very strong aura and you're afraid to repel people. So you're just going to do what you think is going to make them happy. And then that turns into a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. So the for projectors, the the other side of it. So you can be very successful or you can be very resentful and bitter. So projectors tend to resonate with that very strongly of like, yeah, I've been so bitter in my life. And again, that's from overworking or from not being recognized and invited. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I relate to that. Yes. (laughs) That's so cool. Okay. So should we move on to the unicorns? I call them the unicorn group. (laughs) They are the unicorns. So the last group is reflectors and they are about 1% of the population. So can I just stay, Ashley, sorry to interrupt you. In one week, I had two discovery calls with two different reflectors. Isn't that cool? That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> I'm wondering, anyway. I don't know the, the statistics on this, but I'm wondering if reflectors are becoming more common because I know about five reflectors in my life. Or wow. maybe we just draw them into our, <laughs> into our circles. Wow. I don't know. I read that projectors didn't start coming on planet until like the 19th century. Do you know yes. about that? Yeah. yeah so maybe is, are there more reflectors coming on planet possibly? There could be. I'm not sure. I know there's less manifestors. Like they are, that group is, is becoming smaller just because we don't need as many um, trailblazers because it's easier for information to spread, right? With the internet and everything. So ah, you can still have that impact. So the manifestor group is shrinking and projector group is growing. So. Nice. Yes. Cool. Okay. Sorry. Back to reflectors. Reflectors. Um, You're a very rare type. And if you were to look at a a chart of a reflector, everything would be white versus in the other energy types, everyone has some sort of color within their chart. Um, So reflectors totally white, which is like they are a blank canvas and they can absorb 
everybody's energy in all of their different chakras or energy centers. So a reflector, you need to notice your environment and where you are and who you surround yourself with, because that's going to have a huge impact in how you're feeling. So reflectors are literally meant to be the mirrors for us. They show us how well things are working or how healthy a situation is. So if a reflector's really burnt out or really frustrated or really angry, like that is a sign for the rest of us that that we're out of alignment somehow, that we need to readjust because the reflector's just showing us what's going on around them. Mm, that's so cool. Yeah. So reflectors, um, I always suggest like balancing your your introvert and extrovert time um, because you do need to be around other people in order to kind of activate that energy within you. But you also need a lot of alone time. Um, reflectors can kind of be the hermits and like living on the edge of society a little bit uh, just because it can be really, really triggering for them to be around people, especially if those people are out of alignment. Um, so as a reflector, like tune into your creative flow when you feel it, but also rest when you need it. Take that time alone, meditate. Um, and I also suggest like getting really clear on your own mission and purpose in life, because it can be so easy for you to kind of take on other people's ideas and inspirations as your own. So tuning back into yourself is really important. Um, a famous reflector uh, in the online space is Angie Lee. Um, she has the Angie Lee show. And this shocked me at first because she has a very much like a a manifesting generator energy. Like she's very high energy, very on all the time. Um, but I think that's because her audience is primarily manifesting generators. So she's just soaking up that energy and using it. And what's a good launch strategy for, or marketing strategy for a reflector? Uh, you can literally do anything. <laughs> so nice. Um, like you're able to channel the energy of other people, but so for each type, we talked about kind of your strategy. So the manifester is to inform the generator and manifesting generator is to respond. The projector is to wait to be invited. As a reflector, you're really meant to wait a lunar cycle. So 28 days. Um, and I put a little asterisk caveat there of that's only for big decisions when you don't feel clear on the answer yet. Um, because their charts are so open, that lunar cycle is giving them a chance to like for everything to be activated within their chart, right? For the the moon to go through its entire cycle. So they're able to like feel all the feelings from all different directions. Um, and human design, we would say the gates are activated within their chart. Um, so it gives them a chance to kind of go through that full cycle and then they're able to decide versus just deciding in the moment when they're triggered by whoever they're with. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. That is so cool. This is so fascinating. So Ashley, give us some a daily practice. Um, I don't know if we have to go through each of the design types or if you can give it, generally speaking, a daily practice for us to really leverage our to help us rather leverage our human design type when we're considering marketing strategies, launch strategies, et cetera, for our business. Yeah. So in human design, we say when you're first getting into it, really learning about your type and your strategy can take 
a year to fully integrate that because we have been so conditioned to act in other ways. You know, I'm a projector, but I tend to act a lot like a manifesting generator. So I have to like detangle that and pull back those layers and really start trusting my projector strategy of waiting to be invited. So that's what I would suggest for people is like, start trusting your strategy and acting on that and just use it as an experiment to see how it goes. So again, for the manifestors, that would be decide what you want, inform the rest of us, and then take action for the generators and manifesting generators that's responding to life as it happens before you instead of initiating without any sort of stimulus in front of you. And for our projectors, that's waiting to be invited versus going out and making it happen yourself. Yeah, that's such a good point, Ashley. Like for me, I was okay with... um the waiting to be invited thing has been so hard for me and I still struggle with it is that blasted four hours a day (laughs) and like really giving myself permission to um, do things that are playful and restful and creative uh, in that other time of the day that's just not do, 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 do. So anyway, that that was my kind of... um, I'm still learning. Yeah. Well, and that's why I love this is because we're all so different and I feel like so much of the the marketing strategies online right now are they're geared toward generators and manifesting generators because that's what most people are. So it's like if you want it, you got just have to work for it. Like, do you want it bad enough? You know, are you going to hustle for it? And it's like, yes, yeah. I do, but I also need to rest. <laughs> right. So it just kind of gives you that permission. Absolutely, and like it's that whole concept of formulas. Like, yes, some formulas really do work. Like I um. I don't know if it's a projector thing. I have sort of an innate like re- reaction against formulas. Like I'm like, ooh, formula bad. Is that a projector thing or is that just me? Mm, that might be you. I mean, projectors tend to uh, see systems really well and how things work. Right. Yeah. Um, but we all have our own like niche within that. So it's about finding your your specific system that, that you work with. You know, like mine is human design, right. obviously. Um Right. Yeah. So I have this sort of, I guess, thing, like sometimes I'm just like formulas. Um, But I do think, yes, as a projector, like some systems are really good. Yeah. I guess I like the the idea of a system over a formula that um, that is pushing you in, like to state the obvious, pushing you into something that just goes against your type. So um, yeah, that's why I just love this. I love this whole field of study because I think it helps us to really understand that there are for, there are some formulas and there are, are some systems that actually really do work well for us. And then this is just a wonderful opportunity to get to know the stuff that doesn't work for you and to give yourself permission not to do it, even though some guru is saying it's going to earn you money or it's going to give you more followers. Right. right. That might work, but it probably won't feel as good for you. <laughs> Exactly. And that's that's the thing that I learned as a projector. Even when my business started earning more wealth, I was still totally burned out. So was that real success? I mean, that's the question. I mean, yes and not really, you know? Yep, exactly. Oh, so good. Okay. Any other daily practices or anything else on that? 
Um, if someone wanted to go a little bit deeper, the next piece would be adding on your authority, which if you pull up your chart at jovianarchive.com, it'll tell you exactly what your authority is. And that's really how you make decisions. So that would be the next piece that somebody could dive into if they're ready. Nice. Love it. Okay. So Ashley has listened to a few of these episodes on this podcast. I know she has. So she's probably knowing that I'm going to ask her right now to leave our listeners with a challenge. Yes. You're ready. (laughs) I am ready. So my challenge is one, to pull up your chart if you haven't already and experiment with living your design type and your strategy. So when I first found out I was a projector and had to wait to be invited, wait for the invitation, the first place I really applied this was in my dating life, right? Mm. Instead of mm-hmm. initiating all these conversations with people, I just like started recognizing myself first, being like, no, I am amazing. I have so much to offer. I have so much to give and really focusing on that and waiting for people to come to me. And it has been like such a game changer. So that's my challenge is like, figure out what your type and your strategy is and experiment living in that way and just see what happens. Yes. Yes, Ashley. I love it. And I'm going to say as a little bit of a segue to my next question, get your design, get your human design type reading by an expert from a person like Ashley. It is so eye-opening. even like a 60 minute session And I think if you have one session, you're going to want many, but even just investing in one session, it'll be like, oh my gosh, how did you know so much about me? It's like so eye-opening. It's so clarifying. It's there's something relieving about it. It's like, oh, you know, like I I know I think for, I think it's for the, is it for the generators? Who's the one who likes to start things, but not finish them? The manifesting generators. So I think, yeah, manifesting generators I know like I've worked with a couple of them and it was like so relieving for them to know that about themselves instead of beating themselves up for not finishing, which is I think it's what we do, right? Yeah. So it is so like kind of relieving to get to know like how it is you really, how you as a human being really are, are to show up in the world. And if you're a spiritual person, you're probably are if you're listening to this podcast, if you're like me, you like to like hang out in your spirit. Like I like to be like 10 steps ahead of my human body, like all up in my higher self and all up with the angels. And I think I, this has been like getting to know my, hu- my, my human side. Like I am a spiritual being having a human experience here. So important to get down into your body and really get to know how this container that you're in, um, how it operates. And that's been really so amazing for me as well. So hire Ashley. <laughs> the point here is to hire Ashley, get on her schedule to get your design reading or get your um, your reading. And with that, Ashley, how can people find you? Yeah. So I have a website. It's ashleydevin.com, A-S-H-L-E-Y-D-E-V-I-N. Or on Instagram, I'm human design with Ashley. Amazing. So those links will be in the show notes. And Ashley does my human design for me and she helps me with clients. She's brilliant. Can't recommend her enough. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom on this episode. I've learned so much. Really, really, truly grateful for you and everything you do. 
Thank you so much. It was an honor to be here. Lots of great resources in the show notes. Be sure to check those out. So I'm pretty sure you loved this episode. So go ahead and hit subscribe wherever it is you listen. And I'd be super grateful for a rating and review. And if you want help activating your connection to your intuitive voice and spirit guides, then head over to my website, alisonscammell.com and download three free guided visioning meditations to help you call in that divine guidance so you can double your business growth and reach in six months time. Again, you can get all the goods at alisonscammell.com. Music.